This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We are in a series on faith, and, and the title of it is Faith Principles, and we're in part two. And let's go to our uh, main verse that we're looking at this month. is Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. And uh, it, it says here, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who casually, who diligently seek him. Amen. How many diligent seekers of God do I have in the house today? How many people are seeking God? Not just on Sunday mornings. This is not just your one hour God time. But, but, but you have a heart and a desire to seek God like every day. Amen. When I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone and I start reading my Bible. Amen. And so because, you know, your Bible is God speaking to you. So I want, I want to hear God in the morning. I want to hear God in the afternoon. I want to hear God before I go to bed. I want His Word speaking to me. So I, I'm looking at diligent seekers this morning. Amen? And I, and I thank God that we are. And then the Bible says that He rewards the diligent seeker. And what does He reward us with? Uh, answered prayer. <laughs> Amen? When we're believing God for a miracle, when we're believing God to do something for our family, when we're believing God for a breakthrough, God answers our prayers. You believe that today? And so, so we are seekers of God. I like what it says in Hebrews 11.5. And this is talking about, this is the hall of faith. And this is talking about different people that believe God in their day. And I'm going to say this to you this morning that that in the day that we're living in today, it's not easy all the time believing God. It's not always easy putting the Word of God first place because you just have a lot of bad things happening all around us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and so we don't want to get so focused on you know, the, the bad news. You know, there's, there's, there's wars going on. There's, there's, there's bad things happening. Don't get caught up in that because that will deflate your faith. Amen. No, no, no. We got to we don't want to, you know, some people like to talk about and preach on on the end times and all that. And they always preaching about, you know, the Antichrist. And I'm going to say this. Don't look for the Antichrist. Look for Jesus. There's some people that really they, they're looking. They want to look for the Antichrist. Where's the Antichrist? When when is all this going to happen? You know, well, we're not going to be here anyway. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is coming back. And so when the Antichrist comes into the picture, we're going to be at the banquet table with Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So don't get so caught up with the Antichrist. Get, get, no, get focused on Jesus. The Bible says when we keep focus on Jesus and we keep thinking about him coming back for us, that keeps us walking in purity before him. Amen. And so here in Hebrews eleven five, it says here by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and he was not found because God has taken him for before he had taken, uh, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So we're talking about Enoch and Enoch was a man from in the Old Testament and he was the first rapture man. 
He was the first man to be raptured, not to see death. God took him because God was so, he was so into God. And I'm telling you, you get into God, God gets into you. If you get into loving God and you start, God will start revealing the love that he has for you. So Enoch, you know, God and and Enoch had such an amazing relationship that he was raptured. And so I'm going to say this to you today, that God is, that Jesus is coming back. He's coming back sooner than we think because we are in the end days. Don't get relaxed in your faith. Don't lay back like, oh man, you know, I, I, can, I can take it easy. No, it's not time to take it easy. It's time to start pressing in to the things of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And what was Enoch's reward for pleasing God? He, he escaped natural death and he's in heaven today. Amen. And so, so it's important to walk with God and to please God. My, my question to you today, are you walking a pleasing walk in your faith with God today? Are you pleasing him? Because because Jesus is coming back for those that have faith and that's believing God and obeying God. I like what it says in 1 John 2, 28 and uh, 29. It says, now, dear children, continue in him. Notice that it says, dear children, continue in him. So if he's if this is John, if he's encouraging us to continue in him, then there's a possibility that we don't we may not continue in him. If he's saying continue in him, amen, continue in walking with him, amen. He says, now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. See, we don't want to be ashamed at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. So we see here that that John is getting the revelation. And I'm going to say this. Our faith is all about, you know, walking in faith. is all about the key of, of Jesus returning for us or us getting into glory. And so our faith, we are practicing down here what we're going to be operating in heaven. Amen. And so we're practicing walking with God down here. We're practicing our faith. And you need to be practicing every day by coming to church, reading your your Bible, uh, doing good things for other people. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so we know that Jesus is coming back. So we're getting prepared. I'm getting you rapture ready. Amen. For the return of Jesus. I like what it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. It says here, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven and with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with a trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So what am I saying to you today in my opening here? I'm saying that we need to continue to keep walking with God and keep pleasing God. There's, there's no room to walk in darkness in the end days. There's no room in our lives to be disobedient to the word of God. No, we need to get obedient to the word of God. We need to start following God. Amen. You know, people in the Old Testament as well as New Testament had to follow God. In, in Hebrews eleven seven. Noah was called of God. This is by faith. Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, 
prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see here that sometimes God will show you something. Uh, God will show you what he wants to do. See, we need to be seeking God to find out what does God want us to do. When Sandra was praying yesterday and said, God, what do you want me to do? The Holy Spirit said, I want you to testify on Sunday morning. And so our faith needs not to be dormant. Our faith needs to be active. So what does that mean? Our faith is actively following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so we have to continue to be, be active in our faith. And with Noah, Noah heard from God. The Bible says that Noah was a righteous man that walked before God. And, see, and, and he was righteous. He was upright in his generation. And we need to be righteous people in the end days. We need to be people that, that, that uh, walk upright before God. Doing the right things when nobody's looking. Am I preaching to anybody today? You see, the test of our faith is not when the crowd is watching you. The test of our faith is when nobody's watching you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When, 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 people, when people aren't watching you or, or whatever, it, it's, what, what does your faith look like outside of church? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Is your faith speaking outside of church? Is your faith speaking, uh, 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 doing what God is calling you to do? Are you, are you being led by the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Are you being led? Are you following the word of God? And we see here that Noah followed the word of God. And what was his reward for that? It was the saving of the human race. But basically, it was the saving of his family. Like I said last week, your faith can change things. Your faith can change not just yourself because we come in here. I'm going to say all of us, when we come to church, when I, when I got to church, I was a mess up. Amen. When I got to church, I was backslidden. I came out of a backslidden state and I came to church. I was going through a divorce. Yes, I went through a divorce. Any, I, won't, I won't get a raise a hand who any divorcees in here. But, you know, <laughs> glory to God, we could have... Amen. And I was going through a divorce and, you know, my life was all tattered. Why? Because I put God on the side. I started living life for myself. I stopped going to church. I started thinking that I could live life without God and I was saved. Amen. And then all of a sudden my life started crumbling from before my eyes. Can I get a witness in the house today? And I found out that I can't do life without God. I I had enough of God to be saved, but not enough of God to walk victoriously every day. And so I, you know, I I came to church and I was messed up and I was broken and and God put my life together. And I'm telling you, God added to my life. Yin came into the picture, glory to God. And I'm telling you, Yin and the Holy Spirit uh, helps me to walk straight before God. You need to thank God for your spouse. You need to thank God that your spouse is in your life. Amen. Glory to God. And thank God that God is is working uh, in our relationships. And 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 our relationship with one another as a married couple is, is the same. It equates to our relationship with Jesus. Amen. You are married to Jesus. The Bible says you are not your own. You're bought with a price. 
We can't do what we want with our own bodies. It's, it, our bodies belong to Jesus. We are owned twice over. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So we need to keep walking with the Lord. Keep obeying God. Look at your neighbor and say, keep obeying God. Amen. And so let's look at Acts 16. <laughs> What's going on here? Hey, keep obeying God. <laughs> say it with a smile on your face. Acts 16, 30 and 31. And he, <laughs> and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what's, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And this is a story of the jailer that put Paul and Silas into the prison. And, and Paul and Silas was in the prison and then they started worshiping God. They started praising God in their pain. And in their praising and worship, the Bible said that God shook the prison doors. And the Bible says that God opened the doors. of Your faith can open your prison doors. Oh, I'm preaching today. You might feel like you're in a prison today. You might feel like that things, you know, haven't worked out the way you thought that they should work out. You may, you may, maybe even your children may seem to be in a prison. Maybe they're not walking with the Lord right now. Well, keep believing, keep praying, keep, keep thanking God that God is moving on, on their behalf because of your faith. And so here, right here, the jailer right here uh, uh, was, was inspired, saw the power of God in, in, uh, in demonstration through the shaking of the jails and all the doors being opened. And Paul and Silas baptized him and his family and they got saved. He, was a, he, was a, he turned from an unbeliever into a believer. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying that your faith can get your family saved and your faith can keep your family saved. Yes, maybe some of your family members are not walking with God like they need to, but they're coming in. Somebody say they're coming in. Amen. So, 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 so we talked about last week that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I'm going to say this today. If you're down, if you're depressed, if you're, if you're fighting uh, you know, uh, doubt and unbelief, then I have to say to you today that you're low on the word. <laughs> you're low on the word. You don't have, you don't have enough word. Uh, you, you're, you're low on the word. And I'm going to say this, that, that, that the word has to be, you know, Jesus said it this way, that, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So great faith comes by hearing the word, and hearing the word, but greater faith comes by not only hearing the word, but speaking the word. I'm going to say that greater faith doesn't, uh, that great faith comes by hearing and hearing, but greater faith comes not just by hearing, but speaking the word out of your mouth. The Bible says this, that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so we, that's how we overcome. So what does that mean? That means that, that when the devil starts speaking to you and telling you that you're not going to make it or that your life is not is going to move forward or, or that your relationships are, that, that are broken will never be mended back together. He's a liar and a father of lies. Amen. And God is the great restorer. You believe that today? And I like this in Joshua 1.8. It says this way to, to, to prove my point out that, that greater faith comes not just by hearing and hearing, but by also speaking the promises of God's word. It says in Joshua 1.8, the book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth. Notice it says the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now Joshua was an unproven uh, leader and, and Moses just died. and Joshua was taking over uh, this possibly two million, three million people church. Amen, in a sense. And, uh, and so Joshua was taken over as the leader and God was giving him a prescription of success. How many people want to be successful in the house? I don't think there's anybody that wants, that wants to be a failure, amen? And so he was, he was giving Joshua this success principle. And he says to Joshua, the book of the law shall not depart, not just from your eyes, but from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it, for, when you, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So he's saying here to Joshua, he says, make sure that the the law, the law is actually the word of God. Make sure the word of God doesn't depart out of your mouth. See, when I read the Bible, I like to read the Bible out loud. Oh, I'm preaching today. I like to read. Yes, it's good to read it, you know, uh, to yourself. But but if you can, if you're if you're getting with God, read your Bible out loud. Why? Because when you're reading your Bible out loud, you're engaging three senses. You're engaging your eyes. You're engaging your hearing. And you're engaging your tongue. And when you're engaging those three senses, it makes it more indelible into your heart. Because I'm telling you, the Word of God needs to become more indelible into our hearts. Why? Because the devil's doing everything he can to take the Word of God out of us. Trials and tribulations are trying to, you know, that come against us is trying to get the word out of us. We start tithing and our refrigerator breaks down. And we give a big offering and something happens in our house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Has that ever happened to you? Amen. And and I was talking to one of the members today, Letty and Tony, and I didn't realize but Tony's a handyman. Glory to God. I'm going to get him fixing some things at my house, I think. And their refrigerator broke, and Letty was looking at this $3,500 refrigerator that you can push buttons that tells you when you need to buy food. Yeah, have you seen those refrigerators? It tells you you're out of, you're out of yogurt and you're out of this. I don't know. It's, it's all electronics. And she was looking, she was ready. She was locked and loaded. I'm, t- I'm going to say this, ladies can spend money. My, my wife is always talking about spending money. I'm, and uh, I'm like, I, I, we got to spend more money? How much is that? Us guys, we're always looking at the purse strings. The, the ladies can spend, glory to God. Uh, my, my wife is never happier than shopping. She goes out shopping. She comes back. She's happy. She, she, and I'm like, how much did you spend now? You know? Is that just a guy thing or something? Might, it, just might, it just might be a, it might be just a guy thing. You know, we're always watching that. Is that a guy thing? It, it can be a guy. Like, how much is it? She, my wife is coming always up with ideas. We need, we need, you know, we need something in the backyard for the kids, a slide and all that. Only will cost 1500 What? What about Mount Trashmore? It's just only a mile down the road. It's free. Are you, are you, Mount Trashmore. We, we don't need to buy this 1500 set that she's over there right now. I mean, she's on an hour looking at offer up saying, well, we can tear this one down. I said, all right, praise God. Let's get Tony to help us out. Amen. But anyway, Tony you know, fixed the refrigerator. Let me just let me finish the point. Tony ordered a part. 
And he saved them $3,500. I think he spent $35 on them. Tony, man, if you got a problem with refrigerator, talk to Tony. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. We'll continue. Amen. I'm putting him on the spot right now. Amen. So listen, if you're going to have faith, you're going to have to learn to speak. You see, Jesus, you know, if you study out Jesus, Jesus spoke to things. Jesus spoke to storms. He spoke to storms. He told storms to be, be calm and still. He, he, he spoke to things. And he spoke to dead people and he caused them to be raised up. Lazarus. He, 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 he spoke to people. He spoke to things. He spoke to a fig tree. Amen. In, 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 uh, in Mark 11, he spoke to a fig tree because it, uh, he, must, he must have been into figs and it had no figs that day. And uh, I think Jesus got a little, he got a little ticked off that the tree didn't, wasn't producing any figs. And he said, no man will eat figs of you ever. Amen. And, and the disciples heard that. So what Jesus did was he, he cursed the fig tree. He spoke to the fig tree. And, and it says the following day that his disciples came by that fig tree and it was withered from the roots up. So, so his words caused that fig tree to die overnight. How powerful are our words? And I'm going to say this, that you can, you can speak yourself into success. You can speak yourself into the blessings of God. You can speak out those mountains of problems that seem to be plaguing you. Do you believe that today? And so when, when, when Jesus, when Peter said, look, master, the tree that you cursed is withered. And Peter was amazed with that. Jesus says here in Mark eleven twenty two and 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Well, this right here, this scripture right here is the great faith scripture. And this right here is saying, he's saying that, Whoever says to the mountain. So say this, I'm a whoever. So he says, he says, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And the mountain, of course, you know, as he was talking to his disciples, he probably was looking, you know, for, for something to, you know, that, to help his analogy. And he saw the mountains. And, and, the, and the thing is, sometimes we feel like our problems are mountains in our lives that we can't seem to get over. Anybody dealing with any financial struggles in the house today and you say, this feels like a mountain. This debt feels like a mountain that we're never going to get through. Or maybe maybe you're dealing with some kind of uh, ailment in your life, maybe an illness or a sickness or something that's been plaguing you. And it, and it, it seems like a mountain that, that, that you can't seem to, 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 to get out of your life. Maybe, maybe there's relationship issues. And we just had a testimony of, how, of an impossible relationship issue coming back together. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, I remember when Thomas came 
uh, started coming to the church. This was a few years back. And one of his first prayers, I hope he doesn't mind me, me sharing this. He said, he said, Pastor, he said, I, I, I need I need to get get back with my mom. I need to get back in unity with my mom. And I said, let's pray. Let's stand in agreement that, that, that I, I think the relationship was a little off. And that week, I believe that she got in contact with, with, with Thomas or he, Thomas got in contact with her, one or the other. And, and the relationship got mended back together. God is a God of the impossible. God is a restoring God. And so we need to start speaking to things. We need to start speaking to our debts. We need to start saying our debts are paid in full in Jesus' name. We need to start speaking to, because your bills will speak to you. They will start to speak to you. Have you ever had your bills speak to you? Have you ever had, you know, the, the bills say, you, you owe, you owe, you owe, so off the work you go. Amen. You, you ever have your bills speak to you like, man, I got to get some cash. I got to figure out. You no, know, you need more. You need wisdom. That's what you really need. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're sick. The, 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 the ailment that you might be dealing with, the pain will speak to you. But you better start speaking back to it. You better start speaking. Don't, don't be woeing. Oh, woes. I'm in debt. I'm broke. I'm busted. I'm hurting. No, I, man. I, I used to say stuff like that. I'm really hurting when I really wasn't. Have you ever said those kind of words? I'm really hurting. But you weren't really in pain. Right? Be careful. Pain might start hitting your body. Don't be saying stuff like, well, well you, know, you, know, uh, uh, you know, that tickles me to death. That tickles me to death. No, no, you better just start saying that tickles me to life. Why? Because your words are powerful. Amen. I, I, I heard of a, a testimony of this guy that he, he, he was, he, he died in his 40s and, um, or before he hit 40. And, uh, and so, uh, and he died as a young man. He was a Christian. But, um, and, but he, he, you know, they were wondering why he died so early. And, uh, and I'm not too sure if it was a heart attack or how he died. But he, would kept, he kept saying that he would never live past 40. He would never live past 40. And, they, and, and, and he, you know, the minister interviewed the family and he would kept saying, I don't think I'll ever see uh, 40 years. And he died before 40. And when they tried praying for him, the Holy Spirit said he has set things in motion that cannot be changed. Oh, are you hearing? He had set things in motion by his words that cannot be changed. So what am I saying to you today? You keep repeating negative over and over again. It may be difficult to change it. So what am I saying to you today? You better start speaking positive. You, start, you better start speaking positive over the situation. Stop speaking the negative. So this man would say it all the time. I don't know. He maybe said it over a thousand times. Maybe it takes a thousand times for it to be a, uh, uh, become a law in your life. I don't, want to hit, I don't want to have that to be a law. I don't want death to be a law of life. The Bible says that, that when we speak, we need to speak life. It says life and death are in, actually it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. And they that love it will eat the fruit of it. So, so you will eat the fruit of either death out of your, out of your mouth or life. You choose how, how you receive and what you walk in. No, it's not God. God doesn't preordain your life. Your life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I'm preaching today. 
your life is a self-fulfilling problem. In other words, you can, you can declare you're going to have a good day. Even if it's raining in the morning. It's raining in the morning, but you still can say, this is going to be a good day. Uh, the weather should not control whether you have a good day or not. No, no, it's going to be a good day regardless if it's raining, regardless if the sun is shining. You're going to make it a good day. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So speak to the mountain. He said, he said uh, let's say again. So Jesus answered and said to them, we'll re- repeat this, have faith in God. For I surely say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. So he's saying that we can't doubt when we speak. We got to believe, you know, what we say is going to come to pass. And then he says that whenever we pray, believe that we receive it and we will have it. Then we got to put our faith in the now. In other words, don't put your faith in the future. Future is hope faith. Amen. Faith in the now is you got it now. Thank you, God. I have it now. When I was, uh, I was single for, me, uh, for a few years, I've given this testimony before, and I had a couple roommates when I was, uh, I had my own house, and I had two roommates. I was renting out two of the rooms, paying most of my, my mortgage, glory to God. God is good. And, uh, and I remember that, my, that I had two single guys that were, that were Christians, and one of the single guys, I, I said this before, he was, he, was, he was single, he was believing to get married, I was believing to get married. And uh, he would say, well, I'm married by faith. And I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, you're still in my boat, man. And uh, you're single. But he said, I'm married by faith. And you know what? He ended up getting married before me. And then I started saying, I'm married by faith. <laughs> I'm married by faith. I'm married by faith. I like, he got married before me. And, uh, and I wasn't doing that. And I, and so I, I remember some, I, I bought some furniture and the guy said, you're single. He said, man, you had to lay your head down on a pillow and you got nobody with you. You know, and I'm like, I I got, my pillow was my love. My, my, you know, I put my pillow and I hugged on my pillow even at night when I was single. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Some of you have been married all your life, ever since you were a kid. Amen. You can't remember what it's like being single. Amen. For as long as some of you have been married. But anyway, and, uh, but, but, but what I started doing was I started putting my faith in the now. And I started, I started getting scriptures. And I saw God's scriptures. And it says, you know, you, know, uh, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And then I found another scripture that says that God will not withhold any good thing for those that walk upright before him. And so I'm walking up right before him. So I say, God, if, if, if a wife is a good thing, you're not withholding a good thing. So I'm believing you that you're going to bring my wife. And I declare that I am married by faith. And so I started saying that and within two months. Yin showed up and she came into the church. She joined. She she joined the church. She never left. Praise God. She stayed with me. She stayed with the church <laughs> through thick and thin. Amen. Like I said, we, our first kiss was on a roller coaster. It was, it, it was a precursor to our relationship. Amen. <laughs> but God is good. I'm kidding. It, it's, it's been more up than down. Right, Pat, right in? Okay. <laughs> All right. She, okay. She's, she's behind a curtain so nobody can see her. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So we got 
We got to keep speaking. If you're going to walk in faith, you got to learn to use the name of Jesus. I'm talking right now. If you're going to walk in faith, you better learn to use that na- the name of Jesus. In John 16, uh, 23, it says, uh, six, John 16, 23 and 24, And in that day you ask me nothing, but surely I say to you, whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive that your joy be made full. So what am I saying today? I don't like, you know, when sometimes I hear people pray and they, and they, they will say, in his name. And I don't like that. Or, or, you know, they say, why don't they just use the name of Jesus? Amen. I, when I pray and I'm praying in, in the public, I'm using, I'm, I'm using the name of Jesus. I, I'm just not just saying just in his name. Amen. No, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess what? That Jesus is Lord in heaven, on earth and under the earth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That's in Philippians 2.10. Our faith, uh, my, my, my next point is our faith can be measured. Our faith can be measured. In 2 Thessalonians 1.3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly that the love of every one of you abounds towards each other. So here, uh, Paul is talking to the Thessalonians. I'm going to say this to you today. Your faith can grow. So right now, you may be in a place where, where, where you're dealing with different issues in your life. You're dealing with different fears in your life. You're dealing with different things in your life. But your faith can grow. You can grow beyond where you're at right now. I remember that I, 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 you know, I, I love praying for people. I love, I, I've seen God do miracles when I pray for, uh, for people to get healed. I've seen miracles in my ministry. But I remember there was, a, was at one time where I was afraid to pray for people. What? I remember somebody asked me, you want to go to the hospital and pray for somebody? I, uh, I said, no. I, I was nervous about praying for me. I, I didn't know what God would do. You know, I, I just didn't want to put myself out there. And I was at one point in my life that I was even nervous about getting up in front of a group of people and ministering the word of God. I, w- I was nervous. But, but, but as you step out in faith, somebody say step out. As you start stepping out in faith, faith is taking one step at a time, moving towards God and his plan for your life. It's just one step at a time. It's just one Little step at a time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And you're, say, say my faith is growing. So God wants us increasing in our faith. Amen. And so I'm, I'm talking to you about faith growing. Now, little faith uh, this morning, what li- I'm going to talk to you about little faith and great faith. And, and Jesus talks about this in Luke 12, 22. He said, then he said to the disciples, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life what you shall eat, nor about your body, what you shall put on. If this, and then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you of little faith? So, so what, what Jesus is saying is, Jesus is saying that if we're worried about natural things, like what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, our, 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 you know, our clothing, our shelter, he's saying these are little things. He's saying that if we're concerned about these things, if we're worried about these things, he's saying that those things 
uh, are little things, and he's saying that our faith is little. You're growing out of it. In other words, the Bible says in Psalms 23, the Lord is what? My shepherd, I shall not want. God is your shepherd. He will take care of you. He will make sure that you're taken care of. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You are not your own source. Of your, of, God will open the doors. God will do miracles. God is your shepherd. You shall not lack for any good thing. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, the Bible says. But they who seek God will lack nothing. Oh, you hear what I say? They that put God first place will lack nothing. I remember that I found myself unemployed one day. And I was, I was actually fired. I got let go from a job. And, uh, and uh, they said that they hired too many people. That's what they said. So they let me go. And uh, so I was unemployed, collecting unemployment. Back then you had to go. It wasn't easy today. Like you just put on a computer and they send you a check. Amen. Today, at, at that time, you had to go in line and wait and, and with all the others and, and get an unemployment check. I was so embarrassed about that. Amen. But, I, but God is my shepherd. And I remember uh, that the Lord just, you know, wo- I woke up one day and the Holy Spirit prompted me, put on your best suit. I said, okay. He said, I want you to go to the mall and find the best jewelry store. I worked in jewelry. Find the best jewelry store in, in the mall and, and apply. So I looked around and I found the one with the chandeliers, the one with the Rolex watches. I worked for a jewelry store, but it wasn't that nice. And I w- walked in that jewelry store and, uh, and I said, are you hiring? And uh, the lady said, no. And then the manager saw me and he said, oh, no, come on back. And I, he ended up, you know, interviewing me. He says, why do you want to work for me? And, and I said, I, I want to work for this, this company because I feel you guys are the best and I want to work for the best. I got hired. <laughs> Amen. And so what am I saying? God was looking after me. He was prompting me, showing me what I needed to do. And that week I got a job and I was making more money than what the, what the company that fired me uh, was paying me. What am I saying to you this morning? Don't worry about your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall put on. No, no, no. The Gentiles worry about that. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be, you know, given to you. Glory to God. Do you believe that today? Don't you don't have to seek things. You seek God and things will come after you. I want to say that again. You don't have to seek things. Seek God and God will bless you. Amen. You know, what faith really boils down to is trusting God. If you want to boil faith down to, to one word, it's trust. We got, we, it, it, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime, a process of trusting God. Sometimes we, we're trusting God more in some areas, and we're trusting God less in other areas. And it's a lifetime of, am I talking to anybody today? The Bible says, trust the Lord with some of your heart. That's right. All of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I love that. So we we have to come to a point where we're trusting God. You need to make a prayer. Uh, You need to make a you need to pray this prayer. prayer, What's called the prayer of commitment that you're not going to worry anymore. 
You need to start praying that I'm not going to worry anymore. That, Lord, I, I'm going to make a commitment that I'm not going to worry because you are my shepherd. I'm going to believe that. And I shall not lack or want for any good thing. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So we see this that, that, that he's saying here, if we're going to walk in the peace of God, we can't be anxious. We can't be fretting. We can't be worried. Why? Because God, God's going to take care of it. God's going to help us. He's going to help us move forward in him. When, when Jesus was on the water and Peter, this is in Matthew 14, and, and Peter was on the boat, uh, Jesus, uh, Peter said, Jesus, did that be you? Bid me to come out of the water. Well, Peter did great. He was the only water walker that day. He was the only apostle that did the impossible. He was walking on the water. He was doing what Jesus was doing. Jesus was walking on the water towards the boat. Peter was walking towards Jesus. And the Bible says that wind and the waves came up. And the Bible says that Peter started sinking. And so, and so Jesus grabbed his hand. And they were immediately on the boat. And the Bible says this, that Jesus said, why did you doubt? And then Jesus said, you of little faith. So what am I saying to you today? When we're doubting, when we're fretting, that reveals to us, reveals to the enemy, that reveals to people that that we are dealing with little faith. But you can have great faith. The centurion that came to Jesus, Jesus said, I will come and heal your servant and the centurion uh, said, you don't have to come to my house, just speak the word. And, then, and the Bible said, Jesus marveled and, and said, I've never seen such great faith. What is great faith? It's taking God as word and believing it, regardless of what the circumstances are saying, regardless of what, what things are going on in your life. It's taking God's word and believing it. And then if you're going to walk in great faith, you've got to be like the Canaanite woman that came to Jesus and her daughter was vexed with a demon. And, 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 she, and she said, Lord, she said, Jesus, heal my daughter. And Jesus, the Bible says, didn't even answer her a word. <laughs> and then the disciples said, tell her to leave us alone. And then, and then Jesus said, you know, it's not meat for me to take the children's bread, and cast it to the dogs. And then she, you know, you know, she didn't get offended. If you're going to walk in great faith, don't get offended. Don't get offended with the word of God. Don't get offended with other people being blessed and you're not seeing your blessing. Don't get offended yet. Why? Because your blessing's coming. Don't get offended. She didn't get offended. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. Even the crumbs of Jesus is amazing. Even the crumbs of Jesus will get you healed, delivered, and set free. And Jesus said, because of, basically, Jesus said, because of your faith, because of your persistence, you will not give up. He said, great is your faith. Your daughter is healed. She got what, why? Because 
Because we can't be people that give up. We can't be people that get offended real easily. No, we got to keep pressing in to the things of God until we see the fullness of God's promises in our lives. You're going to get yours. Amen. You're going to get your promises. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to see the manifestation of God in your lives. You believe that today? You're going to get your refrigerator fixed. <laughs> when I talked to Letty, Letty was like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's trying to fix it. Yeah. And then she was amazed, you know. <laughs> Are you here? And, and, and why? Because God, God can put, put his, his super on our natural. We can be just natural people. Because, you know, this man right here, he's a woods man. You know, he, he works with wood, but not, not with electronics, amen? But you know what? If you get under the grace of God, you can be an electronic engineer. If you get under the grace of God, you can do anything. If you just get a, you got to just get under that grace. And when you get under the grace of God, there's nothing you can't do. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'm looking at future millionaires today. Can I get an amen today? I'm looking at future. Man, you, some of you say amen. Glory to God. Why not? Why not you? It's not, it's not for all the, the, the world and the devil and his crew. It's not for the rich and shameless. Or is it rich and famous? Well, it's not. It, it, it's, it, are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, no, it's for you. This world is, you know, the, the goods of this world is not just for the devil to enjoy. Pretty soon, they need to be, be videoing your, your, your house. You know, that Christian that goes to Sea Life Church, they got the largest house in Virginia Beach. They got to be doing something wrong. Are you hearing what I'm that's okay if That's okay to have some helicopters flying over your house. I heard that from other ministers. They have helicopters flying over their house. They live in too big of a house. Amen. Now, listen, the, the blessings the Lord, Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. God, God wants to bless us as long as we're taking, you know, somebody says, well, money won't make you happy. Yeah, but if you get money and give it away, it will make you happy. Mm. I, I'm talking today. Yeah, money won't make you happy. But if you get a little bit and you, you give a little bit, it will make you happy. When you give and build an orphanage or when you give and help and build water wells and, and when you give and, 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 and help people, I'm telling you, that will make you happy. That's what we use money for, to bless people. And that's the reason why if you have that attitude, God will have no problem making you a millionaire. Because you have an attitude to help people. And when you have that attitude to help people, I'm telling you, it's coming. It, the blessings are coming. The blessings are coming. You believe that today? I'm telling you, say, I receive it today. Glory to God. Amen. Some of you might be part of the fire community. And you say, what does that mean? I hope that's not going to hell. Amen. (laughs) Financially independent, retire early. Fire. Financially independent, retire early. Amen. In other words, you don't have to retire at 70. You can retire at 40. Amen. Some of you say, I'm past 40. Okay, well... We'll just continue. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We're moving into that next level. You are a blessed people. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're moving by your spirit. 
I thank you, Father God, that we're speaking to our mountains. We're believing our mountains are being leveled in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that great grace is upon every person today. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that this is a day of salvation. And I thank you, Lord God, that we can take our words and believe in our hearts for the salvation of ourselves and our families. And if that's you today, you've never confessed the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here in the audience or maybe you're watching online. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You may not get another chance. So I want to encourage you today to confess a simple prayer and confess Jesus as your Lord. Receive him as your Lord. And I'm telling you, he will radically change your life. Bow your heads today with me and pray this simple prayer. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you raised from the dead for my justification today. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.